Welcome to Late Night Talks with Amy Jo, a place where you're going to find inspiration, wisdom, and healing. A podcast for men. Welcome to my podcast, Late Night Talks with Amy Jo. <laughs> Hi, you guys. Welcome. I'm so excited and happy to be here. I've missed you guys. I really wish that I could have the opportunity to come on here more often because I do love it here. And when I'm away from this, I miss it because we're all coming together energetically and we're just having a good time, I hope. (laughs) And gaining some new information that we can take home. It's beautiful to be able to be here, to be part of all you guys, even though we all listen at different times. Just know that the energy of all of us is connected. Okay. (laughs) Uh, How are you guys doing? What's going on in your life? I would love to to know what is going on with a lot of you. Are you in a good space? Are you not in a good space? Are you manifesting great things in your life? What's happening? I hope whatever it is that it's good and that you guys are on the upswing. Obviously, we're all in different stages of our life and we're dealing with different things. And, you know, if you're really struggling at this time, my heart does go out to you, even though I act as if no pain in the world exists, trust me, I feel the pain of the world and I've felt plenty of my own. But nowadays I choose to live on the lighter side because we do have a choice and that is my choice, okay? So we are here today gathering to learn about narcissistic personality disorder. Now, why am I talking about this? To be completely honest with you, I really don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I had a couple a couple topics that I was going to talk about, but this one was really kind of nudging me to just talk about it. I think because I've had experience with, with a narcissist in the past as far as relationship-wise, and I wanted to share because I've gained some knowledge myself about narcissism because there's a difference between having the narcissistic traits and actually it being a mental disorder. It is a brain disorder and we're going to cover that today because a lot of people don't know that. They just think that they're just a narcissist but it does affect their brain. Although there's a lot of people that have just the just our narcissistic traits, but that all comes from insecurity, right? So we're going to talk about that. And we're going to just kind of talk about, I don't know what else. We're just going to talk about the disorder, basically, and the differences and why they are the way that they are. There's no judgment. You know, I, I really believe people, there's definitely people that just act like assholes. But I, in my in my core, I know that it comes from a deeper place, you know, a pain or an insecurity 
or whatnot. And I don't allow anybody's toxicity towards me affect me anymore because I know that it's coming from their own projection, their own situations that they never dealt with. And that's the best way that you can be is to master your own emotions and your own self so that you're not affected by other people's crappiness that they throw on you. I've had that my whole life and I just, I finally have chosen and learned about my own emotions and mastering my own inner demons, my own inner dialogue and changing these thoughts. And that's what allows me to, to be at such peace. So with that, sorry for that little ramble. You know, I, I do want to add something. Now, we are all aware of social media and the rise of narcissism that's taking place. It's insane. And it's quite sad. But, you know, hopefully people will find love for themselves and they'll find peace in their own hearts to not need that validation any longer in their life. Let's talk about narcissistic personality disorder. Some of you may have been affected by someone with this disorder or just the narcissistic traits. It's actually very rare to have this disorder. There's only one in 200 individuals in the United States that have this disorder. One in 200 and 75% of them are men. I feel like there's a whole hell of a lot more. But the problem is a lot of people won't go and get the help that they need because they don't see that they have a problem. They don't see their faults and that's the problem with narcissism. But it does affect you when you're in that environment with someone that has, whether this is a disorder or severe just narcissistic traits, like I've said, just it can make you just as sick as them. And it can be very, very, very destructive, not only to, to themselves, but also to you. It's a yucky situation, but we're not going to get into that today, okay? NPD is a brain disorder. It's listed in the DSM, which is the American Psychiatric Association Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. It is actually clinically recognized as one of the many personality disorders. So obviously they code it as mild, moderate, or severe. Now this can often be misunderstood. This word is easily thrown around in today's society. And I can see why with the rise that's taking place. But I want you to understand that this is not a personal choice of behavior when it comes to this disorder. It's not like somebody's choosing to be this way. It does go much deeper, even though I feel like, like how can a person not morally know right and wrong when they're hurting someone and when they're not? So it's very hard for me to also 
take in this information myself thinking that it's not a personal choice but when it is the disorder you'll understand how it affects the brain i'm going to talk about that so first let's talk about where did this term narcissist even come from i don't know if you guys have heard of the myth of narcissus <laughs> there's a few versions of this tale and it goes back a couple thousand years ago and Narcissus was a son of a god. And Narcissus was a very, very proud, handsome young adult. And many of the women hungered after him so much. But he didn't pay any mind to any of them. No one in his mind, in his eyes, were ever good enough. So he was cursed for this behavior and led to a pool of water. And when he got to that pool of water, he saw his reflection and just he was enamored by what he saw, right? He loved himself so much. He just wished he could grab that water and embrace himself. But he couldn't. And he knew he could never have that love. So he ended up dying at that very spot, staring at his reflection because he was in so much pain that he could never embrace that love with himself. <laughs> so that, you guys, is the tale of Narcissus. That's one of them. So from there, it wasn't until about 1914 that Freud titled a published article it was on narcissism and introduction. That was the name. And for you guys that don't know, Freud was an Australian neurologist and the founder of psychoanalysis. Now, again, when we are diagnosed by a mental health professional with this disorder, along with other others, there has to be certain criteria met. They have a list, I think, of nine major criterias but in order for someone to have this type of disorder, it really has to involve some type of distress in their life. And it, whether it's occupation or, or social impairment, like all around in their, in their life, causing them distress. Work, home, relationships, all of it. If a person isn't feeling distressed in any way, but they're still living their life in a superficial way, living their life, hurting people, manipulating people, lying to people, doing whatever they do, and they're happy, and they're not at all feeling you know, badly about it or, or whatnot, they probably don't have NPD. When NPD is diagnosed, this is a disorder which is a person who has an inflated sense of importance and they just lack empathy. They just don't give a care in the world about another's feelings. And it's a horrible thing, isn't it? It's hard. And I know that there's people out there listening that have dealt with people like this. A lot of us do carry narcissistic traits. And this is what Freud kind of talks about. 
But we, when it's in a normal amount, like it helps us take pride in our accomplishments. It's a healthy amount of narcissism, if you want to call it that. But regardless, there are psychologists that believe that narcissistic traits are often part of other disorders. So maybe we carry these traits and we have some type of other disorder that we're not aware of. But in the mental health field, certain personality disorders fall under what they call clusters. So they have cluster A, B, and C. Cluster A is a classification of odd and eccentric. Cluster B is dramatic and erratic. (laughs) And C is fearful and anxious. With this disorder that we're talking about today, it falls under cluster B the dramatic, and the erratic. And when you're diagnosed with NPD, there's two groups. There's either vulnerable narcissism or grandiose narcissism. Now, vulnerable narcissism is also known as covert narcissism. This is when individuals are easily hurt, very hypersensitive. They're the introverted types, right? They find it very difficult to deal with trauma or failure. They can't really handle rejection and they find a lot of shame in that experience. They often feel depressed, empty, and useless. And they're afraid of being let down. Sometimes there's codependencies have a tendency to blame other people and these types may envy others for what they have believing that they these things should be theirs right they're very envious people and that they worry about so much about how other people perceive them this is often evolved from as a child not being seen for who they were And this is why it's so sad because from there they didn't get the attention then for being who they were they grow into a young adult creating a mask and a false sense of self just to get the attention from others that they didn't get as a child and it's a major major insecurity And grandiose narcissism is more the overt. And they have that sense of entitlement, right? Feelings of superiority. They don't like criticism. They compare themselves to others. And very, very superficial. They often fantasize about power, success, and beauty. And they tend to manipulate and lie. Also exploit. They expect special treatment by others for no apparent reason, even when they're doing nothing, to deserve that. They want the best of everything. And they feel as though they can only associate with those of high status to make them feel better. This disorder can be very destructive. Some of the core features in these personalities are 
a lot of volatility, rage, impulsivity, low self-esteem, and unstable interpersonal relationships. It's very, very hard to see a person with this disorder having a healthy relationship or even a long-term relationship. They're very short-lived. They're unable to find love. They're unable to find true love because they do not have that within themselves. It's very difficult to define for them, especially. And just, it kind of just breaks my heart. These people with these disorders also have a lot of substance abuse issues or they have the tendency. It's not so much that they have, but eating disorders, depression, anxiety, suicidal tendencies and thoughts, mood disorders, bipolar, and the mortality rates of those listed in the cluster B, not just NPD, but other personality disorders, which we didn't cover today, but they demonstrate a significant higher mortality rate due to the cardiovascular disease because of the stress, not being able to be who you are. They find it very difficult to show and to be their authentic self is because they were not able to to have that as a child. They weren't able to be loved as who they were, being who they were. So they often will mold themselves into what other people want to see them as. Those classified as cluster B as well are more likely to have some criminal convictions and maybe a history of uh, time in prison and even domestic violence. Again, we can easily call people out, right? That have these traits that mirror the traits of this disorder. But it's not necessarily right for us to do that. Just because someone's an arrogant, you know, self-absorbed jerk doesn't necessarily mean they have NPD. It's sad because they're they're that way for a reason a lot of times it's not even apparent to them why it's taking place they don't even know that there's a wound there or whether you know it is in the brain i know it's difficult from there too but these people these individuals are scared children inside an armor that they put around them it's a, it's a child that's so scared. And I see it all the time. But trying to break through to these type of people is near impossible because they don't see themselves as having any kind of dysfunctional behavior. It's very, 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 very hard for them to admit that they have a problem or to see that they are having a problem, that, that they're treating someone badly and hurting them. This is why NPD is, is very complex and the cause is yet unknown, but there's a mixture of, of things get, that can play part of it, which is neurobiology, genetics, childhood experiences, psychological factors can all play a role. Oftentimes these are children that 
also may have been overly praised as children or who have been judged had too much judgment on them by their parents or caregivers. So this is a disorder that is rooted in low self-esteem. But research shows that this pattern in the brain imaging of those that were diagnosed with NPD are different. And the reason their brains work differently is due to the fact that, that they have reduced gray matter volume in the areas of the brain related to empath and heightened activity during rest in the brain regions associated with self-directed and self-absorbed thinking. And for you guys that don't know, to, to clarify, gray matter in the brain is where we do our processing. This is where it takes place. It involves our sensory perceptions, muscle control, seeing, hearing, memory, motion, speech, decision-making, self-control. That's what takes place in the gray matter. So how do these people truly get help? First, they have to admit to themselves that they are experiencing chaos in their life. Oftentimes, this type of therapy, which is usually talk therapy that they have to get help from, this type of disorder sometimes takes five to 10 years for someone to change. Isn't that crazy? That's how rooted it is because they they start at such a, a younger age. And oftentimes they just move through life the way that, that they are. They don't realize it. And once they do go in for therapy, it's usually just to get rid of the pain that they're wanting to deal with the uncomfortable feelings, the messiness in their life. And then once that usually clears in just a couple sessions, then they end up leaving and never coming back. But those who truly want to change, it's a process. And like I said, there's stages. They have to overcome resistance to therapy once they're there. Then they would have to identify the narcissistic behaviors that are causing the problems in their life, examining the past experiences and kind of the assumptions that led to narcissistic behaviors, acknowledging how these behaviors affect others. And then it, it's a matter of replacing healthy new thoughts, replacing those grandiose thoughts with more realistic ones and exploring new patterns of behavior and practicing them. Seeing the benefits of newly learned behavior. And sometimes it helps. And sometimes they don't follow through. I just think it's important to have an open mind about seeing things from a different perspective. Very important. When we just see life through one, one lens, it keeps you in a box. When you can have different lenses to switch out from here and there, you, you can see so many different things from so many different angles. And when you do this, it makes seeing yourself a lot clearer as well.
so that's it. I don't really have too much more to say to you guys. <laughs> I just wanted to share this. I think it's important that we talk about the dynamics of a relationship and the damage that it can truly do to someone and ways to break free because this is one of the hardest relationships to break free from. The complexity of it, it's it's very codependent and it's very, um, it's just toxic. It's all around toxic. But maybe I'll do a topic on that one day. I am going to put some content out next week. It may just be a, let's see, what could I do? Maybe, let's do maybe a meditation to help you guys sleep. Maybe I could do a nighttime story or something. I don't know. I have a friend coming, Mary, and she's one of my dearest friends. She's going to be coming and staying with me. So I'm not sure what kind of content I can get together while she's here. We'll see. Maybe I'll do something calming for you guys and I will calm my big mouth and give your ears a rest and we'll just have a time of peace and harmony and we can put you all to sleep. <laughs> Who knows? All right, guys, I am sending out all of my love from my heart to yours. Stay great. Keep on rising up. Allow the darkness to drop away, to fall away. And I will see you guys soon. Take care, guys. Much love. Thank you for listening. Take care.